Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What do you think sparks the team in that situation? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, if I had the answer to that, we'd, we'd solve it and we wouldn't be in this situation. I mean, we've just we've had a long, long streak of games here where we're in the minus column in turnover ratio, and it's not like it's just minus one. I mean, it's it's just a significant stat, um, and uh, you know, it's the number one thing that's hurting our team. So obviously, that I'm not doing a good enough job of emphasizing it, coaching it, whatever. But that's that's where we're at. What's that? Uh, well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Welcome back to another Real Bucks Talk podcast. This is Michael Plus, Mark Ramirez. And yes, it is time for a change because, Dirk, you keep doing on doing the same things every week and there is no change coming. Uh, you expect your team to win when you have multiple turnovers. You just can't win that way. Uh, the Bucks just continue to do the same things and they lose again to the New York Giants who are now 3-8 and eight, just like your Buccaneers, so uh, it's just frustrating. Or I'm sorry, three and seven. I'm sorry. Three and seven, yeah. Yeah, three and seven. But anyway, we're gonna be three and eight. Yeah, we're gonna be three and eight. I'm thinking of the future. But yeah, it's just another one of those games. The Bucks, you know, find find a way to beat themselves by throwing, you know, four interceptions. Uh, defensively, couldn't make any stops when they needed to. Uh, they played okay in the first half. Only allowed 14 points. Uh, and then the Bucks got down because of the pick six, and then they tried to come back, uh, almost came back. But, again, you know, come up short and another loss. But same old Bucks. Yeah, I mean, again, in a hole, so, supposedly we were 14-7 at halftime. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, for 24-7 early in the third. Right. But, I mean, it's the same old shit. I mean, you have your quarterback making bad reads, bad throws. Bad, just bad accuracy and bad placements and mm-hmm. just the same old shit that you've always seen. Yeah, Winston came back and looked pretty damn good. Some mm-hmm. of the plays he made, looking one way, throwing another, the RPOs, mm-hmm. like hitting a deep ball. Right. I guarantee every fan shit their brick on that one. Like, holy shit, it happened. Yeah, so that was nice. But, I mean, uh, there were a lot of good things Winston showed, but he also still showed some of those throws. You're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But it was only like one or two, though, and not every damn throw. And a lot of it was good reads and good mm-hmm. quick passes out. Yeah. Which I really like seeing. That's why he's now the starter for the 49ers game. <laughs> Musical chairs at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And then, like I put in the intro, I guess Cutter just doesn't know how to coach it. Not getting his point across. No, you're not. 
Yeah. And it has it wasn't just this year. It's it's been proven. It's writing's always been on the wall. I don't know why we didn't make a change. I I talked on Twitter about maybe we were looking to really hit it on Gruden. Gruden said, "Fuck no." <laughs> and we're left with Cutter for another year. Maybe that's what happened. But I didn't want him here. I know that. And yeah, the first two wins, I was like, oh, maybe he learned something. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that. Maybe he, he figured it out. I hope to God, with Munkin taking over, he figured it out. Mm-hmm. But it's still the same deep patterns. Yeah. And let's just push it deep. And it's that goes to the credit of like what I was saying with the Fitzpatrick stuff. Like, we got to dummy it down. You, you simplify the defense for or shit defense. We'll talk about the defense later. But yeah. for your quarterback situation, if you can't figure it out, blame the quarterbacks. Stop giving them so many options. Make it easier on them, too. Mm-hmm. Make it, here's your first read, here's your second read. If the second, first and second aren't there, just look at one side of the field. Mm-hmm. Make it that simple. If one, two aren't there, either double it off of the running back or get the hell out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, you know, when you look at the offense, they are just they're doing too much as far as trying to gain explosive plays without, you know, creating it naturally. Um, again, this is a vertical offense. And again, it's, it's the air Coriel is what they call it. It's a, it's a vertical scheme and it's, it's designed to put pressure on the secondary and linebackers by forcing them to, you know, play the whole field, but you're not seeing that, you know, you're seeing a lot of guys just run vertical routes and you're asking your quarterback to do a lot of difficult throws be supremely accurate and that's that's tough to do and when you have your quarterback thinking that way and looking you know high to low reads uh consistently um it, it force you know it forces turnovers and that's that's what happened it happened in atlanta with matt ryan uh, his turnovers were high during his career with dirt cutter um and now they're you know pretty low they're you know not really consistent he he does a good job of protecting the football and and making great throws accurate you know down the field and also taking your check downs but you know to a positive note i thought the bucks did a little bit of what we were talking about as far as our game plan running the football we saw Payne barber uh still not enough carries yeah remember we're 29th yeah <laughs> in the run right against the, or to try to run right and we did damn good mm-hmm. as so. we knew it would yeah, so that was a positive. I mean, he had 18 carries for 106, about six yards of carry. So you would have liked to see him get the ball a little bit more. But uh, then O.J. Howard, I mean, we did target him, I think, six times. He had 78 yards. Uh, so that was a positive. Um, but, yeah, again, it's just the, it's the same old, same old. Offensive line is, is still up and down, uh, the right side especially, with Ben Anak getting pushed back, causing – uh, our quarterback to either rush throws or or be uh, affected by it, so that hurts. Um, but I mean, offensively, it's there's got to be something done differently if you want these turnovers to stop. How about like Mark said, you simple it down and and make it easier for these quarterbacks. There's there's plays to be had that makes it easier on the execution part. And for whatever reason, the Bucks continue to do. You know, five wide receiver sets, four wide receiver sets, and et cetera, et cetera. Putting the running back out wide when we know the ball's not going to him. So it's just little things like that are that are very annoying, and you wonder why we're dead last in turnover margin. Uh, it's because of those reasons. It's I mean, because push, push, push. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, those who will say the offense isn't the problem, the defense is. It's true to a point, but then again, Cutter and, and Monk can both say, oh, we don't know what the issue is. Yeah. If we could put our thumb on it, we'd, we'd do it, but we just don't know. 
You and I put that in the whole damn intro. He himself, the day day of the game, says, "Oh, I don't know what it is. I don't know." Then the day after, "Oh, well, we're in the turnover margin, over twenty, damn negative over 20. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's the issue. Yeah, <laughs> and that's you punching yourself in the dick with that issue. Yep. So stop pushing your your agenda and start realizing, okay, well, maybe it's because we're making these impossible throws for these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. What we should be doing is making it simplified. Yeah. Just don't turn over the ball and see if you can win a game. Mm-hmm. See if you just don't turn over the ball. Watch you win a game. Right. And I, I watch it be against the 49ers. The 49ers blow. They, they can't. They have less for turnovers forced than we do. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have like one. <laughs> sadly, we have more than one. But the thing is, they have less than we do. Yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> and I still think they're going to beat us. And what's funny about it? It's because. They're still going to push the ball mm-hmm. like we've always done. They're not going to ever change. I couldn't believe they ran the ball. They actually listened. Yeah. They didn't probably listen. They probably actually realized, holy shit, <laughs> this team isn't – we can run. Wow. Yeah. Give it to the high – they probably didn't even think about running. They probably were just like, oh, wow, Barber's doing good. Mm-hmm. Let's try and give it him again. <laughs> but it, it it's, makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then you didn't do it early. You just you, – you kept going away from him. Even though he runs over a damn guy, yeah, it's stupid football. But then and they, they get scared of it because they see one negative play because they call the one play that we know doesn't work, which is the stretch and the toss plays, mm-hmm. and they call those, and they're like, "Oh well, we got to start passing again." And it's like, no, you you stick with what works, and that's keeping a fullback in, letting him go behind the fullback, and you go up the middle. Every time they did that, I think they had at least six or plus yards per run. Uh, when the fullback was in there. So it's just little things like that. I mean, maybe use the fullback more, you know, and try to even throw it to him at times, maybe throw to Claire. Just simplify everything, make it where Fitzpatrick has to go one, two, or or Winston now since it's going to be Winston. Uh, Winston can go one or two, and if it's not there, either run or throw it away. It's it's. It's not rocket science. And, again, if you (laughs) even said that in the press conference. (laughs) Yeah, and if you have – and if you have the mismatch that you're looking for and you have him available down the field, okay, maybe you take a shot. But there's times when you take that shot. You can't do it on every single drive. You have to make sure uh, you're moving the ball to, one, rest your defense, and, two, try to establish some type of rhythm. And then once you get in the red zone, then you have to change it up. But we don't, we don't change it up. <laughs> we don't change it up all. So, and then what I want to add – I'm not downing our offense. Obviously, our offense is number one passing for a reason. It's not only because we are down, but yeah. but because we can't. We can get yards. That's yeah. no question. And obviously, and Cutter even said himself, we have six guys that we can target at any time. We think they can win. Right. And that, and to those thinking, oh, our next head coach, no one wants to come here. Those six guys, they're going to want to come here to, to coach. Yeah. Because holy shit, that this really can be one of the best offense, offenses ever if you write the ship. Yeah, for sure. But my point is. So, okay, <laughs> you, you have all these weapons, use them correctly. The coaching staff isn't dumb, mm-hmm. okay? They just run their shit too dumb. Mm-hmm. Because you, you saw in a third down play where they literally sent Godwin and I think it was Howard or Brate straight. Mm-hmm. Sent two guys just straight to get everyone out of the way and Deshaun Jackson ran right underneath them. Right. That is a perfectly executed play for a situation and against a mismatch and a defense. Mm-hmm. They, you read it right, you hit it right. Yeah. Why don't you make every play, every play of the game, every offensive play, 
a situation like that where you want to see, okay, oh, let's see, are they in zone or they man? Mm-hmm. We've been saying this all year. Right. To find the weakness in the defense. Mm-hmm. No, they only do that on like a third down or a big play where they want to hit it. Yeah. They don't ever do this every down. It, every down, it's a moving a chess piece. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to look at the defense and say, oh, we can beat them here. Run this. Mm-hmm. But we don't do that. We run a script. Yeah. And I, I hate teams that do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I guarantee Sean McVay don't do that. No. It's you look at what's in front of you. And before the game, and I even say that again, coaching is what's happening during the week that leads you up to the game. We always never, ever do good coming out of the game. No. Ever. And why is that poor coaching? Yeah. yeah Cutter needs a whole offseason to do well. Yeah, he does good in the first game <laughs> because he probably scripts his damn plays to how bad that defense was the year before. Mm-hmm. But shit, the damn for six days – to play on that seventh day, he don't know shit. He doesn't hit mismatches. Yeah. He hits his, his agenda of his play script, and then, oh, once we run out, okay, then halftime, oh, we, we got to hit this mismatch because this, this is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Then they suddenly get smart. No, it's, no, it's not because they get suddenly get smart. Mm-hmm. They knew what they should have done to, to start the whole damn game, but they just found it out after. Right. It's so dumb, and that's poor coaching. <laughs> and the funny thing is, like, he, I think he, he talked about, I think it was a couple weeks ago, when he's like, yeah, if we win the toss, we want to take the ball on offense first. And then this week, he, he wins the toss, and he doesn't he defers and lets his defense go out there, knowing that his defense is down uh, multiple starters and on the road facing an offense that— Good move. Let's yeah. see how it works out for him. <laughs> yeah, like, bold strategy, Con. Let's see if it right? pays off. But, <laughs> but, no, I mean— you know your strength is your offense. Why not take the ball? But no, that's that's logic. You know that's the Bucks' logic for you. But and they're they're beating themselves as it is. Yeah. That's it. They're outsmarting themselves. I'm not calling our offense dumb. Munkin's not dumb. Cutter's not dumb. They make dumb choices. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the guy. I hate his choices. Right. And you're literally you're not using your guys to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. You just aren't. Defense is a whole other story, but our offense literally can be one of the best offenses, regardless of how O-line play, how right guard plays. Right. could be that damn good. Yeah. But you're choosing the wrong mm-hmm. agenda. You're just forcing something instead of executing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, the, the thing is, like, me and Mark, we're just we're tired of the, all the excuses because, like, you look at these other teams – Everybody's injured. Everybody has weaknesses on their offense or defense. Like the Rams' offensive line, it isn't the greatest. Or you look at like the Eagles' offensive line, they're okay. I mean, when they're healthy, they're they're pretty they're pretty good. But but like these teams, like you look at the Patriots, like they don't have any studs up front, but they work around it. Like they know what their offense is. They know how to get the ball out quick. Uh, they understand certain situations, and that's what the Bucks are struggling with right now. It's like you have to know what is coming against you. You have to know uh, what is out there as far as personnel, and you got to understand how to attack it. Uh, for example, and I, I love talking about the Rams because they are just one of the smartest teams led by one of the smartest guys out there um, and Sean McVay. They run basically one formation pretty much the whole game, and they run multiple plays out of that formation. Eleven. Uh, well, they run 11 personnel, but it's now they they run pretty much one formation where it's a bunch formation, and they pretty much just run out of that consistently. And they have their best players on the field pretty much 80 to 
you know, pretty much the whole game, the whole throughout the whole time. And the Bucks don't do that. We have, you know, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Chris Godwin, all those guys should be on the field all the time, uh, and they're not. Same thing with Adam Humphreys or Cam Brait. Uh, you got to find ways to get your best players on the field, and for whatever reason, we just we don't do that. And then also. You know, any type of variation as far as play calling, it's just not there. And there's just no rhythm. It seems like we're just going, okay, here's play one. Here's play two. Okay, we're going to go to play f- three, four, five. All right, we're done. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's pretty much all they do right now. And it's, it's, right. it's frustrating because we can see what's going to yeah. come next. And that that's not good. If, if me and Mark can see what's going to happen on this play, that's not a good sign. That means defenses already know. Uh, you saw the Giants' corners. They were pretty much running our routes, um, you know, uh, in that game. That's why they were able to get some pick sixes. Yeah, like the – Yeah. Yeah, let's let's go over that. Let's go – okay, yeah. for, but to your point about mm-hmm. the Rams, imagine Sean McVay and Jared Goff with our weapons. <laughs> imagine him with O.J. Howard, Cam Bray, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Sean Jackson. They have fucking – Brandon Cooks, 5'7", if that. Yeah. I know he's listed, what, 5'10", 5'8", whatever the hell he is. You have Josh Reynolds. Good. He's good. No one knows of him. Right. He came from Texas A&M. We liked him. Mm-hmm. But no one knows of him. Robert Woods. He's never been good with the Buffalo Bills. He was all right. Yeah. Now he's a star of the Rams. Solid. Yeah. Right? Um, Gerald Everett, mm-hmm. a tight end, who lit it up two touchdowns yesterday. Athletic. Very athletic, but they're used correctly. These yeah. aren't household names. These are guys that are just being used the right way. Yeah. We have guys being used the wrong way. Exactly. Not used to have tax space, not used to their best ability in, in finding where right. their traits suit the the right side of the field. What they do is – Timing. No, there's nothing. Yeah. It's well, pushed. That's well, all it is. What they do, though, is they, they take those guys and they find the best routes they run weekly and they use them every week it's like you find what they do best and that's what all they do it's not okay we're going to ask this guy to do something different and put him out of his comfort zone no they do what he does best what that guy does best same with Todd Gurley they know he can run inside or outside but they switch it up and and they use them on screens and like they just they understand how to execute their guys yeah Yeah, that and then they also they run a whole bunch of, oh, you give the illusion you could run on every play. Right, right. It's not just because Gurley is that good. Peyton Barber obviously can run. Every team knows he can run your ass over. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a mystery. Right. He can run. It's just our offensive line, and then we give away that we're going to run. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? Whenever we want to pass, we have five wide out set, and then we move the damn running back out all the way to the damn sideline where everyone knows he's not going to get the pass. Right. So it's stupid. Mm-hmm. And yet again, I say stupid almost every damn podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just that's all you can say. Without adding, adding an F-bomb. It's just being used the right way, and we don't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's why all these people are saying, oh, God, please keep monkey. Please, uh, uh. No. <laughs> Get the hell out. He's going to keep the same vertical offense. Push it. Yeah. There's not going to be any allusion to anything. You And it, those who want um, Lincoln Riley, what the hell do you think he's doing every goddamn play? <laughs> Give an illusion. It could be a run. It could be a run-pass option. Yeah. But No. They're not throwing the ball goddamn deep every damn play. They're making you think it could be go this way and then they go the other way. They don't give away they're going to pass every damn down. Yeah. It's so stupid. Like I don't, I, So stop saying you want this guy when you obviously know what the hell that produces. Yep. It's, uh, leave it at that. <laughs> but Fitzpatrick's interceptions, that's why Winston's uh, the quarterback moving in the 49ers. Right. First one. 
What was the first one? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I was angry. <laughs> I think the first one was uh, to the one to OJ. I believe. God, yeah, yeah. So you have a five ten, five eleven guy guarding OJ. What do you do? Yeah. You throw it to the five ten guy's stomach instead of to OJ's hands. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah. The interception to for the touchdown was the second one. Right. Yeah. Terrible read. RPO is smart. Mm-hmm. You got to run it there. You're in your side, your side of the twenty. Right. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. And then you throw an awkward throw mm-hmm. that had no chance. Eat it. Mm-hmm. Take the sack. And, and to my point earlier, that, that guy was running pretty much Deshaun Jackson's route. He knew what was coming, yeah. and he made a jump on it. Nice play on the ball. And <laughs> it was funny. The one guy that we set to target got the interception for the, <laughs> for the touchdown, uh, Ogletree. Yep. Um, and I don't think we attacked him very much at all in the game. So that was frustrating. But, um, yeah. And, and the third one was he – Fitzpatrick called it a throw, a 50-50 shot. And then even Cutter, thank God he came out and said, he goes, that, was, that is not a 50-50 shot. That's a bad decision. <laughs> Bullshit. Calling you out. And I, was, I was happy he did that. Thank you, Cutter. Because it wasn't. It was two guys covering Jackson. There was a third guy somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. You're not throwing the ball up to your 5'9 receiver that's never been known to jump ball. Yeah. yeah. He's a speed route. He's on – He's Throwing it over him, and he runs under under it. Right. That, that's the dumbest fucking throw I've ever seen all, all game. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, again, uh, you know, Jackson was pretty much triple covered on that play. Uh, again, Beninock was being pushed back into Fitzpatrick, so it was even worse. It looked worse than it that it originally was going to be, probably. I mean, the throw was definitely affected, but it was just bad all around. Um, and then... You know, not even looking through his progressions, just locking on. Again, it's a high to low read like our quarterbacks are doing right now. Exactly. Which is which is not good. Uh, so there's just no progressions. It just seems like we're going into these plays predetermined, you know, pre-snap. It's like, okay, we know where we're going with the football, and that's it. That's all we're doing. Um, again, that was the positive from Jameis. When he came in, it looks like he was actually making his reads, going one, two, okay, then I have to get out of the pocket, you know, look here or throw it there. Um, so that was nice. Uh, it was good to see his eyes were moving uh, to manipulate uh, defenders, which was good. And obviously Fitzpatrick just wasn't doing that. So you could see, like, you know, the bad play overall from Fitz. And now Jameis coming in. Hopefully Jameis continu- can continue to play well. Um, I'm hoping – we lose at the same time, though, because there's really, <laughs> there's really no point to winning any more games this year. Let's be real. Uh, it cost us Quinn Nelson last year, so let's just continue to lose. But Agreed. You know, but I want to see these guys play well. I and I want to see Cutter out. It's enough yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. If y'all haven't gotten my <laughs> lingo yet. <laughs> but, yeah, let's let's hopefully uh, Jameis can, can, can play right, play the right way, and maybe just take over the game. Uh, his way and do things his way and, and see how that works. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I enough. Well, let me give you the positive of this. Peyton Barber is who Peyton Barber is. Mm-hmm. He gives full effort at all times. He doesn't stop. He keeps going. He right. doesn't give a shit. He's in a, he wants to do good. Mm-hmm. And he showed it. And this is what he sh- could, he could have been doing all year. Right. I don't think he's going to be able to do this against the 49ers. An early shout-out to that because the 49ers' D-line is a little better than the yeah, Giants. That's true. That's true. Like we made a point saying the, the Giants' D-line did not scare me at whatsoever. Right. right. So, But they, they have better guys. But the thing is, he could have been doing this all year. Mm-hmm. You didn't give him shit 
for carries. You didn't give him shit for effort. He's giving you all the effort in the world. Mm-hmm. Bad coaching. <laughs> but Peyton Barber, kudos to you. Good game. Glad you could actually get a rushing touchdown opportunity, and you actually got it. <laughs> and you had over 100 yards. Good job, buddy. Um, other than that, Santos. Santos. <laughs> Hell yeah. Santos. I have never been more confident in a kicker. Five, it's all extra points, but five in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that. I think every time I look away. That's true. And he kicked them all down the center. I was like, he got this shit. <laughs> After the first two, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Carry that big stick, brother. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, and that's all that matters is he makes them. And, and I could care less about the, the kickoff average. Yeah, he kicked him to the five-yard line, but who cares? I mean, he's making his kicks, and that's what matters. Like, um, And hopefully he'll probably get some field goal attempts here uh, this Sunday at Ray J. So, yeah, I mean, it's nice. To, it was refreshing to have a kicker, and you didn't have to worry about him. He looked confident in his kicks, which is the main thing. Um, so hopefully he's our kicker for the future, but – Back to you know Peyton Barber, I thought looked good. Uh, like Mark was saying, again, it would be nice to get uh, Rojo back out there and see if he can become that speed threat that we're looking for. Um, I'm still confident in him. I'm not giving up hope uh, on the draft class as a whole. I think, again, we can't really evaluate these guys because of the coaching staff, let's be honest. Um, we really haven't seen these guys put in the best spot, so that remains to be seen. Um, but overall, uh, offensive line, Ryan Jensen, I liked how he played. Marpet again. Marpet, yeah, Marpet and Jensen. Everyone else was bleh. Okay, not the greatest. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, offense, again, they, they show signs of life. But you just got to find a way to stop being so inconsistent. Um, but that goes to coaching. It's like you got to be smarter with what you're asking these guys to do, make it easier on them. Trying, they're trying to do hard things when it's just not possible. Like defenses know what you're doing. That's not a good sign. So, got to become more unpredictable. Point blank. Yeah. <laughs> Offense, it's all coaching, guys. Yeah. It's all coaching. You can't keep putting five wide. You can't keep putting every man in, the, in on the line when you're trying to run. Right. You got to be giving illusions to other things. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. It's point blank. You can't even argue that. Right. So don't. <laughs> On to the defense. Yeah, let's get to the defense. And now the defense. All you can say about this damn team and the defense, D-line actually played well. Even Cutter said it. Yeah, we actually got pressures. We got sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, McCoy, I think, almost had two sacks. JPP almost had two sacks. We got pressure. Mm-hmm. What sucked on this defense was the linebacker play. Yeah. When your two leading tacklers are the two safeties, and it's Isaiah White, uh, Johnson – Isaiah Johnson is terrible. Yeah. I've said this a million times. Yep. And he led us in tackles. And Jordan Whitehead was second. Or they were tied with seven. Mm-hmm. If your safeties are leading tacklers, that means people are getting down the field too far, yep. and they had to make the play. Right. And that's terrible. And why? Because the linebackers couldn't hit a, a fucking gap. <laughs> and no, it, it's not means because they're backups. Don't give me that shit. This is the NFL. You, you, you have a whole week to prepare. You have to read a gap. You hit a gap. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. These guys ran into people. They didn't run into gaps. You have to, as a linebacker, read your, your gaps. Mm-hmm. They didn't read. They just went. Yep. And it's stupid. It's stupid football that's not being sound. Coaching, maybe it is coaching. Maybe it's them just being young guys and not knowing what the hell to do. Bond was terrible. Yep. Bullo was bad. Mm-hmm. There was no linebacker in, in any spot. 
I don't think any one of our linebackers had more than three tackles. Yeah, it wasn't good. And I don't know why they I don't know why they don't put um what's his name out there, Kevin Mentor, because that guy was hitting. Like he was on hitting special on, teams. He yeah. was hitting on special teams, but still, I mean, put him out there on defense, see what he can do. I mean, he can't be any worse than what they're showing. Forgive me, four, Taylor had four tackles. Okay. And then Bond one. <laughs> and where the hell is Bullock. Bola had two. Okay. So okay. They, well, they I was made, almost right. They made the stat By average, I was right. <laughs> they made the stat sheet. But, yeah, I mean, Mark's right. It wasn't good enough. Um, you know, defensive line, yeah, I thought they played okay. Um, still can be better. Uh, again, they get pushed pushed off the ball a little bit too much for my liking. Um, need to be more consistent as far as, you know, they're holding their gaps as well. So their gap integrity can be better. But, you know, they did get pressure. Um, and then, you know, coverage coverage was, was a so-so um, for the most part. You know, JV and Elliott, again, he's going to get abused. It's just because of his size. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for him to cover, uh, especially against guys like Sterling Shepard, um, Odell Beckham. So guys like that, they're going to take advantage. And then when you had uh, – who's the tight end? Oh, Evan Ingram. When you had Evan Ingram. <laughs> who's tight end? Yeah, when you had Evan Ingram on uh, Devontae Bond, I mean, that's just a mismatch. I mean, he's going to run right by him, and he did. Um, and then safety play Isaiah Johnson. He's just not very good. I thought Whitehead stood out in this game. He had he, he, he had a couple missed tackles, but I thought he did well. I mean, for him to at least be in the right spot and, and be there where he's supposed to be and make plays, I thought, or attempt to make plays, he, he was doing well. So that's the positive. Um, I didn't see much of Carlton Davis. I guess that's a good thing. Um, I think he was doing okay for the most part. It, it was just on the one deep pass to right to Odell. Right. That Isaiah Johnson should have been there. There's no other deep option. And where was he? I don't know. Yeah. Again, this and that's another thing. Like we go back to coaching. Like we're asking these guys to play zone coverage, and they're just they're not they're not doing it well. I mean, it's just not working. So they need to go back to man coverage or let these guys play man up and and see what they got. But. Um, again, overall, you'd like to see some turnovers, but it looks like that's not going to happen. <laughs> we just don't, we don't have the, the playmakers, uh, right now. Uh, LaFonte David, Quan Alexander, Justin Evans, all these guys are out. Uh, Fern Hargrave, same thing. So, and to be honest, okay. So that, what was it? 2016 where we got a whole bunch of turnovers in a row. Yeah. If you remember a lot of those turnovers were literally tip balls by linebackers. That's true. Do you think these linebackers are going to tip shit? No. Bond's terrible. He doesn't even look at the backfield. Yeah. Um, Bola, no speed, no athleticism. Right. Taylor, Same. okay, he has it, but he's he's a loose cannon. He doesn't really – he just goes. Yeah. There's no thinkers on these guys. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get worse. The 49ers are going to abuse that. Yeah. Uh, point blank, George Kittle's going to eat our asses a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially with two weeks to prepare. So I mean – I'm scared. <laughs> I, that's why – I. it's not that I think our offense won't score – it's just I think the 49ers won't not score. They're going to score just not at will. Yeah. And it's just you, – you, and you can't coach these guys or be smarter. Right. You can't fix stupid. A la, what's his name? Run White. <laughs> but it's just true. It, you, yeah. They're, they're playing plus, dumb. Plus a lot of these guys are young. I mean, we have a lot of rookies on the field. Oh, um, and if Jordan Whitehead can play somewhat okay, mm-hmm. everyone else should be. He's a yeah, rookie. He's learning true. on the go. That's true. Carlton Davis, rookie. Learning on the go. And those two are the ones that stood out. Mm-hmm. Don't, oh, yeah. don't give me shit on linebackers. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'll, I'll bring up something. Brent Grimes needs to be on the bench. I'll tell you that. Because he's just not 
he just doesn't look like he cares. I mean, not attempting to make tackles, um, whiffing on guys, um, just not good football. So I'd rather see Ryan Smith out there. And, I mean, really, it it can't be much worse. So I don't know if I'd say all that. I I defended Grimes again, too. I mean, he got jumped over. He's little. But watch. Watch it closely. Watch the tape again. And uh, well, I haven't done the whole. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put. A, film, I'm gonna put a highlight on that uh, either tonight or tomorrow. But yeah, well, I, th- I think the snowball effect's already happened. Yeah, that's true, and I don't blame him. I mean, he he's upset. He came back for this. I mean, he's ready to retire. So, I mean, I can't really blame him. And for coaching to continue to put him out there when he's just giving so so effort, then that's on them. But anyway, it is what it is. Defensively, I thought they did. They did it. <laughs> A good job in the in the first half, only giving up fourteen points. So, I just realized something. Yeah. So the d- defense. Okay. Eli Manning was seventeen for eighteen for ninety four point four percentage. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He was ninety four percent. He got one incompletion. Mm-hmm. What the hell happened? Yeah, yeah. That's, oh my god. That's called efficiency right there. But uh, that's called not beating yourself. Yeah, and Mullins, we faced Mullins this week. He's probably going to do better. But, anyways, this game is it is what it is. Again, the same same results as previous weeks, like the Bengals and like the uh, the Panthers. You know, get close but come up short. So, and you'll you're and same like the Falcons, and you'll say the same thing. Oh, yeah. we're getting so close. Yeah, we could win. So we, we could win. <laughs> yeah. No, but the good teams. Know how to execute right. and they don't, a game plan. They, they don't, don't put do them, yeah, and they don't put themselves in holes like we've been doing with nope. the turnovers and and not being able to get stops. So, yeah, the Rams Chiefs game. Those are two good teams. Yeah. Did you see a big hole on either side? No. You saw there were what the Chiefs were down ten at one point. Right. That's that's not that's easy. And both teams had a lot of turnovers, but again, they found ways to overcome them. Uh, they figured out you know what they had to do execution wise. But I think that's just showing two well coached teams making plays. I mean, they they're going to create turnovers, and that's what they had to do to win the game. The Rams did that, and they won. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're good teams. Yeah, I mean, and we're not a good team. We're that's all you can say. And I, I truly believe that that snowball effect is truly in action. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna have truly. a chance. We're gonna have a chance for a top five pick yet again. Um, we're gonna be in contention for the Ed Olivers, the um, Nick Bozas, those guys. We're gonna be in contention oh, for them. So Nick Bosa, that'd or, be a pretty or little the top <laughs> the top secondary guys like Grady Williams or Dante. Will, uh, is it Dante Williams? Deontay Williams. Jesus, I don't, I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> no, it's Deontay Thompson. I'm sorry. Oh, the corner or safety? The safety for Alabama. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, it's literally all D-line or O-line for me. But I agree. I mean, that. let's not talk about that. We have a whole offseason to talk about that. True. Defense, the D-line, JPP played well. He's always given effort. I can't believe he came back after hurting his knee the way he did. Yeah. Um, Joe McCoy, yes, he's – Hot and cold. He's still, he's, he is who he is. He's not Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's go all day. And I like, I like the thing they put up. He's been doubled 72% of every snap he's been on mm. on the field. McCoy's not doubled every damn play nowadays. Okay? And he's not in every play. Aaron Donald's in almost every damn play. His motor's nonstop. Yeah. Joe McCoy did a spin move and went back five yards on a play I watched. Mm-hmm. It's sad. He's not a top-tier elite talent. He's not worth the contract he has. Right. I'm saying that 
Mm-hmm. He's a good player, yeah. Is he worth the money that he's getting? No. JPP is showing he's worth what he's getting. And Vita Vea needs to learn how to get off damn blocks. Yeah, yeah. Nassib is a special surprise. He, he's good. Mm-hmm. He's all motor. Is he great like what JPP can do? No, but he's giving you the effort. Yep. You, you don't see that out of McCoy on every play. And Vita Vea, is, he has a push. He just has no plan for what he's doing. I'm going to say that's coaching and just getting better as a player. Yeah. He just needs time. And he's not going to be an elite sack artist, okay? But I need to see him push off blocks and make a tackle for, for loss. Yeah. That I'll agree with you all. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Derwin James balling out. But, again, you've heard our point about Derwin James. Mm-hmm. Against this – with this defense, he would not be balling out, let's be honest. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, and Justin Evans has the same numbers, so let's just put it at that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. And we're all hurt. So. yeah. yeah. Offense and defense, it's poor all around. Mm-hmm. One shoots itself in the foot. The other one just doesn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> and, yeah, even the goal line stance where Jordan Whitehead, he does good mm-hmm. manning up with tight ends. He's so small, but he does well. He's under six foot, mm-hmm. and he's going up against tight ends, and he does well. Taylor, I don't know what the hell he's tapping him on the shoulder to do. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to tell this guy to do? <laughs> You, and he went on no one, and Barkley wide open, touchdown. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's miscommunication all over the field. Get to your damn assignment. Do it. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to change the damn play. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Listen to the coach. <laughs> if you're trying to change the play, forget what the hell you're thinking because you're probably wrong. Because obviously it's not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, both sides of the field, you got to simplify because no one knows what the fuck they're doing. You're trying to push something that they can't do. Simplify it, especially against a team like the 49ers coming up. And maybe you can get a victory, although I hope you don't because I, I look for the future where this coaching staff isn't here, and I'd rather have a better player than, like you said, losing out on Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I, and I don't expect us to win going forward. Um, I think it's just going to continue to get worse, unfortunately, uh, especially with the injuries that are piling up. We just lost O.J. Howard today, so there goes another weapon. Uh, that we can't use. Uh, it sucks for him because he was probably going to have a thousand yard season, or at least get close to it. Maybe a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I mean that's that's the Giants game. Uh, I think we're going to move on to the next subject, and are we going to talk about Bruce, good old Bruce Arians, or are we going to talk about uh, something else? Um. So let's just let's leave it at this. So. Yeah, let's talk about him. Okay. Let's give some let's give some positive yeah. fruit to this yeah. shitty ass day <laughs> and anger and everything. So the next coach everyone wanted us to look at was Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, although he is retired right now, he had the interest in the Cleveland Browns job, mm-hmm. which now made him open to everyone. Yeah. Will he want to come here? You better hope Jason Light is begging him to come here. Because mm-hmm. that's the only way Jason Light I feel Keeps his job. The only way. Yeah. yeah. Because he attached himself to Cutter, and unless you can get a, a diamond in the rock, or not even diamond, just a golden egg mm-hmm. like Bruce Arians, there's no way he keeps his job. Yeah, I agree with that. And Bruce Arians, two-time coach of the year. One is interim with the Colts, another with, with the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Damn good coach. Hell of a motivator. Great, like we said with Dan Campbell. Great with people. Mm-hmm. Not just a good X's and O's, but he knows how to push you to get the most out of you. And like we've been saying, oh, we have injuries all around the field. The Cardinals were injured terribly 
I think they went on a 13 and three season. Yeah, yeah. With all these injuries, they had injuries all over the field, not just at one position. And he filled a plug and play, plug and play. Okay. They still won. Even the year he retired, they went eight and eight. They didn't lose and just put their heads down. Right. He pushed them and said, "No, I need more out of you. I need more out out of you." And they followed him because they wanted to be win. Mm-hmm. Want to run through a wall for him? No one wants to run through a fucking wall for Cutter. Yeah, I think his last two years he went seven and nine. And he had he had one losing season, which, and I think it was five years with with the Cardinals. Right. I think it was, and it was seven and nine, and he went eighty eight in the last season. Right. Yeah. Because after the thirteen and three year, they kind of had a setback. Because I think Carson Palmer. No, I think he went eleven five. Pretty sure. Did they? Okay. Because I, I remember the 13-3 and three season, that was the 2015 year. They lost to the Panthers in the conference championship. Uh, Carson Palmer didn't have a great game, a lot of interceptions. Oh, yeah. they, they lost to the Panthers twice in the playoffs, and they okay. got their ass beaten. We're yeah. on our – oh, shit. We're on a cruise or something when that's, we saw that game, and they, they got right. humiliated. <laughs> that's right. Literally humiliated. Um but, yeah, I mean, Bruce Arians is a top-notch coach. Uh, again, what I like about him most, it's not really what he brings as far as an offense or, or what he'll ask of his defense or any of that. It's more of just his overall demeanor and what he demands of his players, and that's really what we're looking for. Uh, he's a no-excuses kind of guy. Um, he will not let you get away with anything. He demands perfection, and that's something that I like. Um, he's going to make sure you understand what your job is and, and make sure you continue to practice it until you get it right. Um, I remember watching, I, I'm sure most of you guys have watched the All or Nothing on Amazon Prime. I watch that pretty, I watch it maybe once a year now because it's so damn good. <laughs> um, and he, he shows, like, he they have him shown in practice and he's just saying, run it again, run it again, run it again until these guys get it right. And that's what I like. Um, I like his just overall leadership. Uh, the way he talks to players is really good. The way he's with people, like Mark said. So, yeah, if, if the Bucks could find a way to you know bring him in here, I think that would be a great choice. Uh, again, my only concern with him is when you look at his offense, it's kind of similar to Dirk Cutter's. Vertical. Yeah, so that's my only concern. But, again, Bruce Arians knows how to use his guys right. That's the difference. Like, he understands – how to set everything up. He knows how to uh, make sure his team is balanced. Uh, so that that's the positive from him. I mean, I think he'd be a great asset. All right, and let me put throw a couple other things that Bruce Arians has done. Bruce Arians was Peyton Manning's first QB coach, let's put it that way. So, and he literally looked at Peyton Manning and saw he was a guy that was all it's all in his head. He just he knew everything, but he just over, would overthink everything. So he would literally talk to him and say, "Oh." Watch your leg. Watch your leg on the snap. You got to keep it down. You got to keep it bent. So you'd get his head thinking that, and it would totally change his mindset of all the shit that's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. So he read the person. He knows that something too much is going on in his head. So calm it down. Let him think about the fundamentals, and it'll quiet all the noise. Mm-hmm. He was Big Ben's uh, offensive coordinator, and uh, he was wide receivers coach with the Steelers too. So he was wide receivers coach for the Steelers when they won the Super Bowl and. Antoine Randall L was throwing passes for touchdowns, and, and then he was the he won another Super Bowl with the Steelers when they were here in Tampa That's right. and beat the Cardinals. And he was the offensive coordinator then, and he's the one that says no risk it, no biscuit. Even Jason Light says that now to this day. Mm-hmm. So this guy has he's led offenses, he's won mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. I just brought it up. He was he was ten and six first year. One coach of the year, 11 and 5, 13 and 3, 7 and 8, 
seven, eight, and one, and then eight and eight. That's right. when he retired. So he's he had one losing season. Right. He was nine and three as an interim coach with the Colts. So this guy's a winner. Mm-hmm. Is it? Will he come here? I don't know. I doubt it. I think the Glazers have had enough. I honestly think, but. If there's some way Jason Light can make a call and make it happen, I would fully be with it. Mm-hmm. But like Plus said, um, very similar offense to what Dirk Cutter runs. The Steelers didn't sign him back because they said the management said they weren't. He wasn't protecting Big Ben right. enough. Yeah, and it was, and he would be throwing deep passes on third and one. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like? Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah. I mean, I like to de- dig deep to find out who the hell our coach is going to be, and I'm trying to feed y'all with some information yeah yeah for sure and that's that's good that's good stuff right there because arians is a very aggressive coach i mean if you if you watch him through his clips like he plays to win and his team follows that mindset like his team is very aggressive his offense both offense and defense special teams all play very aggressive balls to the wall like we've said before um that's just how he is he plays he plays to win um but yeah i think you just the only thing that concerns me, like we said, is is the offense is similar. But again, I think he does a good job of kind of hybriding, you know, being smart with it and understanding when to attack downfield. But at the same time, he does leave his quarterbacks suspect to injury. Uh, Carson Palmer got hurt. Uh, big Big Ben, same thing. So those guys have been suspect to injuries in the past. So that's kind of something you have to look at. His offensive lines haven't been the strongest. Um, so that's why we're looking at like a Dan Campbell still as our number one, just because his ability to want to build from the lines out. And I think that's where, you know, good teams start with. You've got to have yeah. a good front five and a good front four. If you do, you have a very good chance to win. Oh, and also let me give you a couple of clips of Bruce Arians and what his mindset is as a head coach. And this was on the show you were talking about. What is that? All or, all or nothing. All or nothing. Yeah. Of him. This is... His, one of his, I think his son video recorded him when he was trying to do an interview process for to be a head coach. Even these guys got to make a resume, right. right, for to advertise himself. And this is this is him, a quick blip of what he says he is. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what's the truth, whether you like it or not. But it's truth, and truth don't hurt. God, you got to love that. Yeah, truth don't hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then this is him telling the truth, and it's, it's, these are some big guys talking about what. How he was and what what he said. So just listen, listen. What the hell? How he talks to players. Happens when don't practice. Guys don't practice. They ain't worth a. I'd stand behind him and practice, and he let these guys have it in his very colorful way. You can't grab him. You can't tackle him, Kevin. Everybody can see that. Ray Charles can see that. I think he met Kevin. I'm hoping he met Kevin Minter <laughs> because that's hilarious. That's probably, great. It's someone who's on our team right now. Yeah. And that's the Cardinals he was on. And the Cardinals had Kevin Minter. Right. And he's another one with Larry Fitzgerald and I believe it was you know, Larry Fitzgerald talking about how he chewed his ass out. Mm-hmm. On many different occasions, though, I've gotten my ass chewed by coach, but uh, it was all deserved. Larry, when are you supposed to go to that corner? When are you supposed to go? He's challenging you as a man to improve your technique, to improve whatever he's asking you to do. But at the end of the day, nobody cares about you more than coach. He's able to connect with each and every player, no matter what age, no matter where you come from. Hey, why, why, would, why would you jump, baby? I don't know. I 
I think being able to grow up in the city, live the streets, you know, you had to be cool to survive. Okay, and that other voice you heard in there was Patrick Peterson. Mm -hmm. Those are two great players. You have Larry Fitzgerald and Patrick Peterson saying this, you play all out for this guy because he has the best interest in you and wants you to be the best player you can be. These are guys wanting, pushing these guys, wanting to be better. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's what Dan Campbell is. He just needs the, the opportunity to do it. Right. And Bruce Arians has done it already. He's proven he can do it. Mm. And that's – if you can get a guy like that, I guarantee every other coach or every other team in the NFL wants this guy. Right, right. Yeah, I don't care if he's 66. These people thinking, oh, he's too old. I'd rather have a guy we can build and team with. It's, it's not like you're getting a running back at 21 years old. <laughs> 66, I mean, he still – he literally looks young. He acts young. Yeah. He's going to keep playing well. I mean, not playing well. He's going to keep coaching well. Yeah. And his mind is young. Right, right. No, I mean, if he's into it and he's, if he's healthy and ready to go and he's fully committed and he wants to be back in the league, I mean, you got to make that call. And I think uh, it, it really depends on, like we said before, if Jason Light's going to be here or not or are they going to package and fire them both right after the after the season's over, meaning Dirk Cutter and Jason Light. So it really depends on what the Glazers want to do as as far as their next step. But if, if they – I'm sure they've – they're going to make calls here shortly. And I'm sure one of those calls is going to go out to Arians and engage his interest and, and see where, you know, he might, you know, feel and where he wants to go as far as his next step. Uh, I think the one positive you have to look at is Arians is a big fan of Jameis Winston. I think that's a good sign. Mm. <laughs> so he has shown in the past, especially him calling games. I think he's called Jameis Winston's games before uh, with CBS and he's shown, you know, he's shown interest in, in Jameis and, and I think he likes him. So, that's a good start and like we said we have a lot of weapons to build around as far as an offense i don't think he's had weapons like we have as far as his past coaching no. coaching uh you know uh 10 years so yeah i think it's definitely enticing but but we'll see i mean we'll see what happens but i i like him as far as what he would bring again this this team needs a leader first and foremost they need a guy that is going to demand these guys to do their jobs and make sure that the right mindset, a winning mindset is built because if it's not built anytime soon, then you're just going to continue to see the same stuff. Um, I don't care how much talent you have. You have to have a collection of guys doing the same thing on the same page, being willing to uh, become a team and really put in the work every week to that towards that common goal, which is win a Super Bowl. If you're not doing that, then you're just wasting everybody's time. And it's 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 time for something to change, and that's what the Bucks need to look at. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing I see that we wouldn't get Bruce Arians, not only because these guys that say, oh, he won't want to come here, this team sucks. I'm not a negative guy. I actually look at what the hell, would he want to, would he not want to. Would he want to? Yeah, because Jason Light's here. That's a familiar face, someone he's talked to and knows. Would he want to? Because he has a quarterback, James Winston, who Jason Light really liked which obviously he will like because that's something Jason Light liked. Mm -hmm. um, and all these damn weapons we have in offense. The only other reason why I wouldn't, wouldn't see him coming is he would literally have to change our whole defense to a 3-4. That's true. And that's all he runs. And he would want to bring a guy like Todd Bowles from New York mm -hmm. who he wanted to bring to Arizona, right. which he literally did. And the Bears didn't want him to bring to, to, New, York, to, to, New, York, to Chicago. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that's the reason why he didn't get the, the Bears job. But he got the Jets job. He got the Cardinals job. And he brought Bulls over, which now Bulls is at the Jets. Right. And if Bulls gets fired, holy shit, I can see something happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and also his other big buddy, Cuz, um, Pagano. Yeah. He's a, he's available right now, right? Right. He's not he's not coaching anywhere, so I could can honestly see that. But he would have to change us to a three four. I don't know if the Glazers would even want that to change the whole total defense yeah. and have a whole other learning curve. True. I don't know. That's one thing I could see us where we wouldn't do it because we've been four three for so long. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell, literally on tape or in, in paper or whatever, has been saying your five linemen, your five offensive linemen and four defensive linemen have got to play. Mm-hmm. Their game and be aggressive and be fiery. Right. I feel like that fits us. Again, that's why I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, Arian's a damn good coach. Yeah. Obviously, he's proven it. Two-time coach of the year. Right. It's – will the Glazers want it? He has a hell of a resume. And can Jason Light actually lure him in? Yeah, exactly. But I just wanted to highlight what type of guy this guy is. And he is that good. Hell of a motivator. Hell of a player's coach. Hell, hell of a guy, and hell of a, a no risk it, no biscuit. That's what he is. He, he's not afraid to push it. Right. But again, we push it with cutter, push, push, push. <laughs> but do they do it the right way? No. Would he do it? Maybe. Yeah. Has he proven he can be a winner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to present present that to you guys. I mean, we did a lot, little homework on him. He is a damn good player, or good coach. Mm-hmm. And he gets the best out of his players. Right. No, I I agree with that. And I think, you know, just summing it up here, you look at Arians, and I think he would be able to bring a lot of good things. Uh, I think he'd be able to bring in a great staff. Again, the only the, – the minor um, concerns is, you know, the offense similar to cutters. And then you look at just the change on defense as far as 3-4 um, – and what that's going to look like. So you might have a little bit longer waiting period as far as getting, you know, to that window of winning. And then, you know, compare that to Dan Campbell, who is our favorite. I think our concern with Dan is just what kind of staff he would be able to bring in. I think he'd be able to bring in a good one, um, but we just don't know that because that's the, the that's the main unknown with him. But uh, I think with that being said, I think we're going to wrap it up, close it out. Yeah. I mean, okay. Y- y- y'all heard – the funny stuff, the good stuff. There's one more funny video that I'd like to put up of Bruce Arians. And this is a motivational thing when they were down and they needed to start winning. I know some of y'all probably have heard this, but it's got to be played. And this is some funny shit to get a team riled up. It's almost like Joe Madden stuff. Like you're, you're down the dumps, but you're trying to get them fun-spirited to win. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, Teron Ter- Ter- Matthew, the honey badger, just – Another guy is a huge character, but Bruce Arians could control it. But this is him talking about what Bruce Arians did to lighten up the mood in the locker room and get them to win. I plugged it in, and instantly our locker room got crazy. We actually liked the song. I'm going to whip somebody's ass. I'm going to whip somebody's ass. Play it again. Play it again. I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, I'm about to whip somebody's ass. Oh, if you don't leave me alone, 
you're gonna have to send me home cause i'm about to whip somebody's ass isn't that awesome (laughs) (laughs) and that's gonna do it for us tonight on that note because that is just a true coach right there that's what you have to do uh, but with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. Um, again, we'll probably have another one coming out later this week to preview the 49ers game and, and talk much more. Probably have another uh, coaching candidate that we'll get into. Um, but anyways, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at RealBucksTalk. Follow us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. And everyone have a great week. Oh, again, yes, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, enjoy your holiday. I'm going to eat a lot of food. I know this guy across from me is going to eat probably tons of more. Pounds, <laughs> than, pounds than of food. Pounds of food. Uh, but with that being said, everybody have a great night and go Bucks.